listening to a brand new episode of Trailer Show Podcast, a brand new season. This is officially our season eight. How's everybody doing? My name is Calvin. I am your host. Oh, y'all, it has been so much. Oh, my goodness. It's almost been a year. And right now, today's episode uh, is just me as a host, but we have uh, some wonderful co-hosts and guests uh, today. Uh, But before we get into that, I want to talk about like, hey, guys, I have missed y'all so much. Uh, It has been a year. We have been going through a lot. Uh, We just celebrated, last time I spoke to y'all, we celebrated our 100th episode of the Sexual Podcast. We definitely partied, hung out so much so that we needed a break. And in that break, we had so much happen. Uh, So many changes, so many people. We lost some people. We gained some people. uh, And it has been a crazy ride uh, in a year. And so, but today... uh, as this show has we have we do it, it is very therapeutic not only to me but to you as our fans and our listeners. You all uh, have been commenting and asking when we're coming back, and it has been so much love from y'all from our absence that I just want to take this time to say thank you uh, so much for uh, having our back after a full year. And uh, today we're going to talk about where we've been at. Uh, what's been going on right now? My co-host is not with us today. Uh, this episode uh, is the start of season eight. Uh, right now, we are naming this theme, this 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 podcast, this season is all about taking risk and g- gambling on life. And uh, what better way is that I actually just moved to Vegas. So what better way to have a season about gambling and taking risk and being straight up than being in Vegas? So that's our theme for season eight. And y'all, it has been a crazy ride coming from Dallas to Vegas, and uh, I can guarantee you this will be the most controversial, more open podcast season of the Straight Up Show podcast history. So uh, if you all are ready, we're about to do some crazy things. And so uh, one of the things that I did, uh, let's jump right into it. So uh, today's guest, uh, and you, ladies, you can unmute your mic right now. But today's guests are personal friends of mine. They have been on this journey uh, with me. I've been begging both of them uh, to come on my podcast since I've had this podcast. And uh, it's unfortunate or fortunate to have this situation happen to where now I can actually have them. But I can guarantee you, if you all think my co-host and me are blunt, no. These two women have not not only are they both from Brazil, uh, they are the most intellectual, smart straight up people I've ever dealt with in my life. Uh, and you know, it's funny. It's just that I feel like they're just one of the closest people to me. So without further ado, help me welcome my guests today. Uh, well, they're in America now, but they're both from Brazil. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you to Deb and also Mariana. Thank you all so much for coming on Strip Show Podcast. My pleasure. It's a pleasure as well. Yeah, and like I said, they these two women have, and they're both from Brazil. How crazy is that that both of y'all are from Brazil? Uh, well, let's start off with Mariana. Can you just tell us, like, how was it growing up in Brazil? Well, growing up in Brazil, it was very different than here first because the lifestyle that I had in Brazil was completely different than the lifestyle that I had here. Um, you know, I was raised by a single mother with three other siblings, and I think it was just great that my mom got the opportunity to move out here and bring me here and you know I just made a whole as woman out of myself here and bottom line is I learned a lot in Brazil growing up so I could get here and you know like know exactly what I wanted to do for myself 
All right. And Deb, so you kind of have somewhat of a similar story uh, as Mariana, but like, you know, what was it like for you growing up in Brazil and transitioning to America? So growing up in Brazil, just like you said, it was definitely much different than the lifestyle here. Um, I will say that our stories are a little bit different. Um, my grandfather's American, so that's like the reason why um, my mother chose to move into the U.S. whenever I was nine. Um, but growing up in Brazil, like we grew up in a poor area, but we actually didn't go through the struggles that everybody else in our neighborhood did. And so like growing up, like I learned with my parents, like to always treat others with respect and help, et cetera. So like when I came here, things were a little bit different. I feel like the language barrier was the main thing that was like a huge difference to me, like having to learn Spanish to be able to learn English. But besides that, um, coming here young, it was kind of easier to, just flow and become i guess americanized as some would say yeah and that's that's so cool to have both of y'all just you know, that's kind of weird how the universe works that both of y'all are from brazil and like y'all don't know each other so it's kind of weird that how fate brings us all together yeah that's that's true and yeah she touched in a in a subject that yeah the language barrier was something i moved out here when i was 16 and uh, it was just a lot of struggle when I first moved out here because not only was I already late in school back in Brazil due to my mom moving and like me moving to different states and all of that, but also I got here and I was put on middle school at 16 years old. So imagine that everybody else was like at least three years younger than me and we we're on the same classroom. So, and then learning English um, was, you know, something that was easier for my siblings than myself but you know as everything in life that I want like I worked hard and I can communicate in English now so that's great yeah I was gonna say barely but you know I'm just kidding I'm just kidding I'm just messing with you Mariana <laughs> well enough enough to you know tell you some truth when you're doing some you know mess with yourself touche and you know what? These two, they're they're constantly. This is going to be a more of a raw episode to where you know typically I advocate don't cuss on the podcast because it takes a lot to edit. But I have given them both permission to like just go at me as raw uh, as they can, and so um, they know the backstory, what's been going on, uh, and it's kind of different because I love having uh, friends like them because they give me that perspective from a woman's side to where uh, they can keep me humble. Uh, and not especially Mariana, like, you know, you definitely tell me that, hey, keep going and you're a good guy. That does help me out. So uh, with that being said, once again, ladies, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your story. Uh, hopefully this season we can have you all back on the show to talk more about your culture experiences living in Brazil. So uh, I hope you all can come back on the show uh, to talk about that. But for today, uh, we're going to talk about where we've been at, specifically me. Um, and this is story time. And, I, and then quick disclaimer. Uh, this episode may make me look like a simp. This episode may me look like I'm soft. Uh, but this episode is my truth and it is my and after today's episode, I don't want to talk about this subject ever again. I promise you, uh, Mariana and Deb that I'm gonna leave it alone. Uh, but this is an episode that I'm gonna get out and just gotta get it out. You know what I mean? So uh with that being said, y'all, uh one of the reasons like I keep my my love life, if you listen to our podcast, we talk about my dating experiences and why. 
I, I I'm not able to find that one person to actually be uh, in my life and be authentic and be real because uh, as they can tell you, you know, it is it's hard out here and like dating in 2023 and 24, like the game is messed up, you know. And I grew up around my grandparents and my grandma, who I, I've admired their type of love and just realness with each other. Uh, but it just made me feel like that's the kind of love I want in my life. Because, you know, keep in mind, I grew up in the projects. I grew up around like drug dealers and pimps and hoes and stuff like that. That's what I'm, I've been around my whole life. So when uh, the old adage is don't hate the player, hate the game, like it's 2024 and the game is still the same. So it's like, I know what I want and what I don't want. So uh, case in point, and this is in, 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 in Deb and Mariana, please just step in when you want it. Anytime I, I say the story, but uh, about a year ago. Well- I'm sorry, I want to step in right now because you said that it's been hard for you, you know, to get that person. And I believe that the reason it's been hard for you is that based on the three stories, like the three different women I heard, bottom line is you go for damaged people. Yeah. And we're going to talk, we're going to talk more about that as the show progresses. Uh, and like I said, she, she's one of the main people that has, been on my ass about the people I date. And so um, she's right. You know, I go for damaged people. And and this is kind of storytelling about what I go for. And it's kind of, in case in point, I have a theory that I live my life like my grandma did. Uh, I was doing dumb stuff. My parents kind of left and I was in the streets doing dumb stuff. And as bad as I was and angry as I was, uh, my grandma never gave up on me, you know, and, and it was a small gesture that she did was give me a car out of all her grandchildren is the baddest one in the whole family. She gave me a brand new car to help me get on my feet and stop doing bad stuff. And it made me feel so stupid and dumb for being dumb and stupid that I got my life together, went back to college and started doing better in life. So uh, it, it was one of those things that I looked in my life that you can look at people who are doing bad and see the good in them. And I kind of live my life just like that. With that being said, so like like Mariana was saying, like I did go for a young lady who was damaged. Now, this is this is the blunt truth. So Mariana and Deb, you know the story already, but um when I first met this girl, uh, I, I got I was really reeling from a previous toxic relationship. And case in point. I got into this one six days after the final goodbye of the last relationship. So already a red flag on my part. Um, But it it was to a point to where I saw this young lady and I I was already damaged already. And I looked at her as someone who was like a Instagram model or just the typical how girls are. You know, I'm going to use you for money. I'm on Instagram posting nothing but selfies of myself. And so my approach was to go at her like she was materialistic and just how every other girl is in 2023 that is obsessed with uh, 2022, actually, who's obsessed with social media and obsessed with themselves. So what I did was I pretended to be somebody I wasn't. I wasn't I wasn't Calvin. I wasn't the the gentleman. I wasn't I was going to treat her like a dog. You know what I mean? And like I was going to come at her like I thought she wanted me to come at her. And lo and behold, I did. And it worked. It got her attention and got her in my DMs. It got this. And we actually hit it off. But the more I started talking to her, the more I started realizing that she wasn't who I thought she was. She wasn't the typical Instagram thirsty, 
you know, all men, this, like this and that, you know. So gradually I actually started to fall in love with her in a month, actually. And after a while, I started realizing how damaged she was. Like, like Mariana was saying, like, I realized how damaged she was. And the reason why I stayed so much because and I kept a lot going is because I felt like she needed me in her life. You know what I mean? Because she needed somebody who understood her pain. Like I said, I grew up in the hood. I understand the game. So to see somebody as gullible and naive as she was to the game, it almost made me feel sorry for her. And like, so, but once again, with all this pain she was telling me, I was seeing the good in her. You know what I mean? And so after that, you know, I just felt uncomfortable with myself. And like, I actually hinted, hinted this on my podcast before that I had to stop it because I was being fake and my show was called straight up and me being fake. I didn't feel right about it. So I tried once before to come clean and say, Hey, the image you think of me and how you think of who I am, that's not me. Like I'm corny. I'm buddy. I'm this and that. Like this ain't me, you know? So she was like, Hey, stop. Don't do this to me. Like stop lying to me. Like, well, why are you playing? Like, and so once again, I, she didn't believe me. Because, you know, I hit myself so much. But then once again, I kept a lot going because you can tell if I was to really tell her straight up, she was going to be hurt. But because I saw how damaged she was. And this girl is strong, very strong minded girl. Uh, well, some parts. And she never cried. So to see her cry, it was like, damn, like I really hurt this girl. So I kept a lot going, kept it going because I felt like she needed me to be that person she needed me to be. Like, even though it made me feel uncomfortable, she needed that kind of version of myself. And so once again, I kept it going because you remember, I still have a career. I can't get involved with people that's going to be after my money and stuff like that. So that's what my mom was thinking when I first talked to her. Another gold digger, this and that, whatever. So that's where my mind's at right now. So I kept a lot going. But once again, like we were cool. But even though me and her were on good terms, I still felt like I was being fake. So eventually I told her again, hey, this is not who I am. And after that, we cut things off, right? And she blocked me. We didn't talk for like a month. I kept, I ain't gonna lie to you. And this is Deb. You know the story. I, I was sending her, like for five weeks straight, I sent her a different color rose saying, I'm sorry. You know, every Saturday, 11 o'clock, I knew she woke up. I was sending her a different color rose. So eventually she told me, stop sending her stuff. You know what I mean? And so my last thing I did for her, I said, I got one more package for you. I'm going to send you another package. In this package, it was a purple rose. And I said, you know what? I'm going to love you until this rose dies. But it was one of those forever roses, meaning that I'll never stop loving you. So uh, with that being said right now, I'm going to get, I'm going to start with Mariana. Like, so at this point of the story, what are your thoughts about it? Okay. So let me get this straight. Um, what I understood, well, although I already know the story, but basically when you're telling me this, what I heard was, I saw this girl, she looked like a gold digger. I treated her like those and she she fell for me and I felt bad because that's not who I truly am. So I was trying to tell her I'm a nice guy and she wouldn't accept that. So I kept pretending I was a um, until I couldn't do it anymore. So I told her I'm actually a nice guy. And then when she realized that you're a nice guy and you're sending him, you're sending her roses and all of that. She started to reject you. And um, like at this point, like, and then saying that she was so hurt, like 
why was she so hurt about the fact that you are not an asshole treating, and treating her like a gold digger? The, she was sad that she was disappointed that you actually saw her, like, like side, her, her soft side. Like, I don't, like, please explain that to me. So basically, it was it's a lot more to the story. Can I say something real quick? I just got to say something real quick. Listen, Mariana just killed it with that, first of all, okay? Second of all, um, I'm going to kind of say almost what she said, but just with a little sprinkle on top. So the whole thing of, like, trying to find somebody who, you know, you knew, let's just say that you knew that she was a gold digger or she looked like one, and you presented yourself to be something you're not, she ended up finding out or you couldn't even hold the lie up for too long because it's not who you are. And, like, now, why is she cr- Like, you know the thing, like, the whole thing of, like, crying – it's like crying over you being nice. Like that doesn't even, I don't know, but to be honest, I feel like both of you are broken and you found somebody to fix while you needed to fix yourself first. And you're wrong. Damn. She said it. <laughs> she said it. She weren't there. Y'all, this is the kind of episode we're going to have today because like I said, these two, they know the story, but they've been, they they would come at me raw. And like I said, so to clarify some things, like a lot of what I'm telling y'all right now about the lie, there's a lot more to the lie that, you know, she and I both agree that we wouldn't say, especially to other people. So there's a lot more to it, which is it it may catapult the reason why she really was upset. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to interrupt you right now. This is not going to go well. If you keep doing this, what you always does when we're talking, you do the same thing or you always do. You... You keep defending her. It doesn't matter what she does. And then I tell you, so this, this, this is what she's doing. This is what I feel about her. And you keep defending, oh, no, but, like, there's a lot more to the story, more personal things that only we, like, like, bottom line is, it doesn't matter what's more to the story. What matters is, like, regardless of what else is there, what she has done and what we know of, it's enough for you to not, like, not be defending her, first of all. Mm. and it's just like the thing where you said that she was gullible how is she even gullible you're talking about a grown-ass woman like we're not talking about a teenage girl who just got out of high school or is still in high school and still like getting to know her emotions this is a grown-ass woman she is not naive she is not gullible she just she just simply likes men who don't treat her well because she probably has never known anything else in her life and now that she does she's just it's like some women live for the adrenaline some women live for the drama and maybe that's just the type of woman she is so like you sitting there trying to say oh no but she got a pass oh no but like just like mariana said trying to defend her and give her excuses and then calling her gullible and naive when she's really not like and i feel like deep down you know that she's not but somehow you still you still trying to give this girl excuses oh exactly and so and both of y'all are exactly right and like i said my thing is in this this whole y'all this episode is not gonna be perfect y'all may look at me differently but like i said just when you when you're in love and you just you know it, this is probably the most toxic relationship i've ever been in and it wasn't even in like a relationship it was i don't know i don't know what you call it situationship whatever you want to call it but anyway long story short both of y'all right and like i said a lot of this episode will be me defending her only because uh mariana and deb because she's not here to defend herself. Maybe eventually you can have her come on since you're going to keep on talking about 
podcast, it would be great to have her hop on. I feel like, just like you said, if she's not here to defend herself, of course, you're going to try to defend the person who she is. And you know her more than we probably do. And there's always three sides of a story. There's your side, her side, and the truth. But therefore, I feel like eventually, if this is the case, then eventually you should definitely try to convince her to come on. So that way she can share her side and share maybe a little bit of who she is without us having to look at, like, without us having to look at it through the way that you speak about her. You see what Mm. I'm saying? I am not going to present myself as a perfect person because I'm not. I made a lot of mistakes, especially how things ended. And we're going to actually have more about this story and about where I've been at in this toxic relationship on the other side of the break. Make sure you stay tuned to the Straight Up Show podcast. A new season of Riskier Conversations with more groundbreaking and rewarding stories and always rolling the dice of our truths. But this is a place where bluntness wins big. The Straight Up Show podcast is back with our eighth season. So take a chance and listen now. Our world is made up of roughly 8 billion people. People of different races, different cultures, and different languages. And sometimes being different is often frowned upon due to a number of things. But here at Straight Up, we believe it's our job as people to sit at the table, learn from each other, in hopes of making our world into a better place to live. So join us as we have these cultural conversations, only on the Straight Up Show podcast. All right, welcome back to the Straight Up Show podcast. This is the season eight opener. Y'all, this has been a controversial episode already. Uh, This is an episode about where we've been at for the past year. Uh, I made a move to Vegas from Dallas. Uh, Part of it was for a podcast opportunity out here as well. Uh, We'll talk about that later on. And also, uh, it was to be closer to somebody that, you know, um, I cared about, that I loved, uh, things of that sort. And so now here we are, fast forward. So if you you haven't listened to the episode so far, I have two guests today, uh, both from Brazil, but both personal uh, good friends of mine, very close, very close to me. Uh, Today we have Mariana and Deb. So once again, uh, Mariana, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And Deb, thank you once again for joining us today. Of course. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. One of my favorite subjects. Yeah, one of your favorite subjects that you both of y'all already get into my ass about already. But this is what, look, if y'all are listening right now, this is what I have to go through with Deb and Mariana. They both get into my ass. And But the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, this is not me being a simp. This is me because I do want to be a good man. I used to be a player. I used to be, like they said earlier, you know, we, we all have bad mistakes and bad past. But me, I genuinely, genuinely want to be a husband. I genuinely want to be a, a good father. But in today's climate, uh, there are some things I don't like about the dating world today. And like, I'm not perfect. I need help when it comes to dating because I used to be a hoe. I used to be all this kind of stuff. So I'm learning and I have good women like uh, Mariana and Deb to actually get me back on the right track and tell me where I messed up at. And I do encourage y'all not to have just, you know, F buddies, but like, women that actually can actually humble you and actually put you on straight and narrow because I know good and well right now, if I get married, I want to say, Hey, you know what y'all invited because y'all helped me be a better person. So with that being said, I'm coming to them and kind of ask for some clarity about how this situation that I've been in for the past year came to a screeching halt. All right. So uh, if you didn't hear last before the commercial break, you know, 
met this girl. Basically, it felt I was lying to her about who I was because I felt like she listened to certain guys, which in, in, in hindsight, she was. And I tried my hardest to convince her, you know what? You go for a-holes and, you know, you go for these kind of guys, but that's not who I am. But I told her the truth. That's not who I am. And now all of a sudden, like, you know, keeping the story going back right now, here we are. So now we she blocked me from everything. She got me on social media. Deb, you remember this right here. Didn't talk to me. And so for five months, five weeks straight, every Saturday, 11 o'clock, I would send her a rose, different color rose. And I'm sorry, take me back, whatever. So once again, um, no point. So eventually she said, stop texting me, stop sending me stuff. And I was hurt because in my eyes, even though I was feeling sorry for her, I really found some good in her that I connected with because we both, like Deb was saying, like we both had trauma. We both were trying to go through things, but I was trying to fix somebody while I was hurting myself because I just got out of a relationship. So with that being said, um, it was already a red flag already. So long story short, what happened was, is that um, we didn't talk for a month and all of a sudden Deb, uh, a month later, where I was, and I ain't like, I was crying. Yeah, Calvin was crying. I was crying about what I did. I was crying about everything. I felt guilty. And a month later, she hit me up out the blue saying she missed me. Or, well, case in point, she said, Deb, <laughs> she said, she said that, hey, I just want to let you know I don't hate you, but my number uh, changed. But I want to let you know I didn't hate you. I'm like, why would you tell me that? You know, why would you tell me your number changed? Like, but in a way, I understood that was her way of saying I miss you. And so basically we're trying to crawl her way back in. Yeah. And like I said, so, crawl her way back in, but yeah. Basically what happened was um you were available and then she was like, oh no, he's too available. And she cut you off. And then when she realized that you actually respected the cutting off part, she was like, Oh, well, no, I don't have anybody chasing me. So um let me just light up a fire a little bit and see if that's going to work and if he's going to start chasing me again. And flesh your news, it did. Yeah. And and the thing is, this is like, I'm not oblivious. Like I said, I'm just, I grew up, I grew up in a weird way. So I'm, I'm already knowing game, but my thing is in a way, like this sounds pretty messed up, but I was really studying her like, damn, like, you really trying this game on me and thinking it's going to work on me because I'm not the average guy. Like I, I peep game, you know what I mean? And like with me and her, I was never thirsty after her ever. It was never sexual about us at all. It never was, but it was more like just, I connected with her on a different level. You know what I mean? And this sounds so weird to say it because if you saw her, you would think she's a sex symbol or whatever. But to me, it's like been there, done that, you know, I work in TV. So I've seen, you know, way better. They don't really phase me at all. But for some reason, I just felt like I had to learn from her because I'm like, you trying to try this game on me. You trying to play a oh, game? Hold up. Uh oh. Here we you go. don't have to say that. Like, you don't have to be like that. Oh, she could be a sex symbol. I've seen much better. Like, let's not go there. Let's not like objectify her. It's not even about that. And you're right. Like, you're a smart guy. So the fact that I could so clearly see where she was going and the fact that for some, reason that i still can't figure out what it is you were blind and you could you just you chose not to see what she was actually doing so you could you know keep her in your life but like on that don't you don't have to say that you seem much better than her and 
like let's that's unnecessary it, and that sounds messed up and deb you're making that face right now so what do you gotta say so like my thing is a lot of the times on the whole appearance thing I've seen many times where like a lot of people be like, oh, like her and him don't make sense or whatever the case might be, because either the woman kind of like you said, people look at a woman as a sex symbol if they their beauty is up to society standards, you know, and the same goes for the guy. Like if a guy is with a woman, let's say that who is bigger or doesn't have the prettiest face, it's always looked at wrong. Like, oh, that doesn't match or that shouldn't be. I feel like a lot of the times relationship nowadays like literally rely on that so much on looks and that's why people sometimes end up with the wrong person because they are going for either the looks and they're not even getting to know these people before even jumping into something with a person like I was thinking about this the other day like as a Brazilian and I know Mariana will probably agree with this like we grow up where it's like our parents especially like growing up like religiously you know like it's always like oh you know whenever you get married that's when you're gonna have sex that's when you're going to you know get into that whole entire thing and like nowadays people don't look at even like they don't even get to know each other they just automatically jump to oh you look good I look good you know that's it and yeah I don't I don't think it's a good way just like Mariana said I like to oh I seem better or like judge off based off of the looks and that's what I was trying to convey to her I was like bro like just you know you're so because her type was like because her type was you know uh widows and like just with azul ojos and like just just and, and that means like white guys with six packs and blonde hair and you know stuff like that and I'm like bro like and it, to me it was laughable because I'm like bro like I've been there done that to where it's like I went off looks and this and that and I'm like, because if you saw us, we do not match. And she would, she would always say, you know, typically you're not my type. You know, I'm like, damn, like, damn, okay. So I'm like, first off, but you know, kept my tongue in the back of my mouth because, like, you know, Mariana was saying, like, I can't look at her like that. But I'll, in the back of my mind, I'm like, bro, do you not know my past? Do you not know? To me, I would rather be a good person than be like a six pack with blue eye, whatever. So that's why I was trying to tell her, like, loyalty overlooks any day you know what i mean loyalty is like who's gonna be riding for you Um, Uh i'm gonna be completely honest with you and the fact that you tell me well that you say that um what it was about her had nothing to do with looks i'm gonna have to like i respect i'm sure that you saw something in her i'm sure that there's all of that but you can't not deny that there was some part of it that it was about the looks because that's something that you talk about quite often. So if it had nothing to do with that, then like you wouldn't even bring that up. No, and and, and this also is, the fact that I this is where I I really I can really put my hand on the Bible and say it was never about looks with me to her. It wasn't like for the first. That's why that's why it it tripped me out because for the first time, like I wasn't looking at her like that. You know what I mean? I looked at like what we connected on. You know what I mean? The small things, like just, you know, the small things that made her, the small things she would do that would really make me look at her different. You know what I mean? And like, so no, I can, I can really look at you and tell you like in the face that it was not about looks with me with her. Like, cause to me, I don't, I'm the type of guy, I don't want to compete. Like if all these guys are thirsting after you like that, that's the biggest turnoff to me, like for real. And like, because that was kind of her, her MO and her, her prestige for herself like that's what she enjoyed 
to me, that was the biggest turnoff. Like, I was really in love with her personality. So before we even go any further on that one, so that way I don't lose myself, I'm going to say that's another thing. Like, coming from a woman's perspective, I don't know if Mariana can agree to this or not, but in my experience, and I even, like, asked homegirl the same thing right now, like, usually for a woman to turn to a man and say, oh, like, I don't typically go for a guy like you, we're speaking on looks. So that's definitely one thing right there that I'm going to be, like, bluntly honest, and I don't care what nobody says, coming from a woman's perspective, Mm -hmm. a woman will never turn to a guy and say oh I don't typically go for a guy like you like that's definitely about looks because if it's about personality that's not the way that we say it mm-hmm. oh and, and, and trust me and I peep game trust me I am not to that when it came to that about her I was not oblivious I am not dumb about it. like to me it's like all right cool but watch this though I'm gonna still show up I'm gonna still be this way whatever and but then, why though like why are you trying so hard to like to prove her wrong and like Oh, you usually don't go for guys like me, but we can also like be a good guy, or like I'm still a good guy, or like stuff like that. Like I don't know if someone look at me and say you're not my type, or like I don't usually go for someone like you. I'm like, all right, and like, what are you doing here? Like, exactly. I don't, I don't get it. Exactly. Why well, you, what, why you wanted to prove her wrong so bad? Oh, trust me, and that that's that's what my mistake came from because like when that was said, Deb. Like when that was said, like I should have been ghosted been by then. But and I trust me, like I did. I ghosted, but she's the one that came back. So like to me, it's like, okay, look, I'm not trying to be around you. Like, you don't want to mess with me. Cool, whatever. But she kept coming back. So my thing yeah. is, it's like that sounds like a whole lot of her playing these games. Like she doesn't want to hundred percent let you go because she knows what you can give her and what you're about personality wise and everything else. But she also doesn't want to stay with you because like she said, you're not typically the guy she goes for. So it's like this back and forth thing where now like you're, I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, you're allowing her to do all of this, the whole back and forth, because you need to find yourself worth on this because you're worth more than that. Right. You shouldn't be, worth, you know, like chasing a woman who you're running for a woman who's barely taking a step for you. So right. that's what I always say, like for real, like you're worth a lot more than that. And to me, this woman, she wanted an easy way out and then she found an easy way out and still found a way of not being committed to you and get everything she wanted from a commitment to you without her having to put any effort. And sorry that I'm already spoiling here, but that's what she got for a long time. Right. And the thing is with me is like, how can I put it without sounding? And like I said, a lot of this, what they're saying right now, it's true. Like I said, I'm just coming. I'm still, I'm a month, not even three weeks past this whole thing. So this is a year long issue I've been having. So they're, they're very familiar with what's going on. So like I said, part of me though, with me, I'm, I'm a, I don't know. I, I, I understand everything she was doing. I'm not oblivious to what she was doing, but for some reason I'm questioning myself. Why did I stay around so much? Like why? Cause like she would do things that like, dang, like case in point, like I was having a rough day at work, you know? And like all of a sudden, guess what happened? Like I get a, DoorDash on my front door. I'm like, damn, who did that? Like, nobody knows my address but her. So I'm like, dang, like, she really just, like, does the small thing. So I'm like, why am I, the, the person that I am and know how, how I carry myself, why am I, and this might sound mean, uh, Mariana, but, like, 
I'm like, bro, like, why would you, why am I staying with this? Like, why am I entertaining this stuff? Because I know myself, I know girls like that. It's not beneath me, but I wouldn't go for that kind of stuff. Like, what is wrong with me? And to me, it's like, I stayed because I wanted to figure out what she had that made me so glued to her. Because it was not looks, it wasn't sex. So I was trying to figure out, like, what was it about this girl that made me want to Yard two walking red flags. You a red flag. She a red flag. Two red flags together make a stop sign. <laughs> like, bro, I'm so serious. Like, you know, you already know how I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get funny with it, but I'm telling you, like, literally, you're a red flag. She a red flag, and together y'all make a both like literally a stop sign. It's like. <laughs> I don't you know how you, y'all compliment each other on the bed. Like you, you're like the, I don't know, bro. Like the the bed, you know, like because you're nice, then like she's being a B now, and and like, and then you start ignoring her because she asked for it, and then like now she's messaging you, and then she got you back in her life and then she started ignoring you and like telling you how she's going with these other guys. It, it, like what's the freaking point? Like the whole thing is just not it. Right. And so, and, and so without, I understood, look, I know I'm toxic. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I am, I'm not gonna lie. And, and Mariana, you know this about me too. Like you've said it about me before. Like I understand this, but my thing is, and I talked to, if you go back to our previous episodes, we talked to a relationship experts that said that people who have traumatic events in their life, can they heal together in their new relationship? So I do believe that. I believe, I believe if you both have trauma in your relationships, you both can heal. And, and so with her, like a lot of stuff that she did to me, the mind games, the lies, because like, let me tell you, when she came back into my life again, like everything I said was a lie. You know, well, I'm going to the store. No, you're not. You're lying. Well, I'm doing this. No, you're not. You're lying. I went to LA and she was like, oh, you with your ex. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, so I was constantly being called a liar to where it got to a point to where like, all right, I'm like to show her. Cause like, even though you said I shouldn't defend her, I really was the one that really hurt her in the beginning. Like, and I'm not gonna lie. I really was like, I manipulated her and like, I lost Right, her. I'm so sorry you hurt her so bad by treating her like after you, you know, assumed that she was away. And then you treated her in a way that you assumed she'd like, and she did like. And yeah. you changed that to treating her nicer. You hurt her. Like, do you not understand how messed up this is? The fact that by treating her nicer, by showing her you're a good guy, it hurt her and it, it disappointed. Like, that should have been it for you to, like, drop this whole thing. But then the fact that I, you know... I'm always straight up with you. And the fact that I feel like a lot of times you don't really take accountability because you're like, oh, I did stop talking to her. But then she messaged me like that doesn't mean anything. Just because she messaged, she messaged you doesn't mean that you have to like allow her back into your life or anything like that. You know, it was a choice that you made. So she came back because you allow her to come back. And I don't want to sit here and like that all our moments were all toxic because it wasn't. Like we had like, and Deb, you saw this like. Nobody's gonna have nothing but toxic, Mijo. I understand that part, and that's perfectly fine. Relationships, you're gonna have your up and downs, your bad and your good. But the fact that this woman 
you said that you manipulated her. Okay, vice versa. Because at this point, she's manipulating you. She keeps on coming back and she knows right. how herself to come back mm -hmm. so i mean at the end of the day like i said two man. walking flags and you're just at this point you're just not seeing your worth you're not literally like your standards like you just allowing this woman to do whatever she wishes like i'm sorry but to a grown-ass woman to turn into like turn to a man that she supposedly loves or is into and tell you oh i'm with this man or i was with this man and i did this this weekend and blah 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 and this happened that woman has no interest with ever having a future with you because a woman that has interest with being with a guy for a long time and she loves him, she's not gonna freaking be doing all of this shit that she's doing. Like point blank period. Mm -hmm. uh, Definitely and not. And and the fact that she was like, oh I can't trust you now. So like let's see um how things are gonna go. And then freaking like months, almost a year go by and she can trust you and all the things that you did like to prove her something and she can't trust you and she can't do one thing to actually fix this quote-unquote relationship that you guys had while you're out here doing everything and more like and let me know, let, the, at some point you gotta see the signs and let me clarify there was no like what i did to her she made it very specific that me and her would never be in a relationship ever again because of what i did that we were only just friends and honestly i was just cool with that like, we were just friends. So, like, there was no, but once again, like, it's like the mermaid effect. Once you spend time with somebody, you can't help but to, you know what I mean? Like, you can't help but to feel something. So, me and her, we we were just friends at this point. Like, we wasn't trying to do, be nothing more. But you sometimes you can't help yourself when you connect with somebody and you've got the same likes and stuff like that. So, you really can't help it. And trust me, like, I blame myself because I was trying to get feelings involved and she was tapped out or maybe she wasn't, but we just connected so much. You know what I'm saying? So like, we were just friends. There was nothing more than like me, us trying to get together. Like that. So I'm, I'm not defending her, but I would clarify that she told me straight up after what I did, like there was no way, even if I was quote unquote, like, uh, you remember, um, if I was six, I got six out of 10 of what she wanted in life that she would never give me another chance because of what I did. So at the same time, like I'm already knowing all this, right? So I kept my feelings on the back burner, but at the same time, we just. I feel like that wasn't really like her telling you, oh yeah, this after this, I can't trust you no more. You think she's haven't had other guys that she probably with right now who's done her worst and she's still going back. That's not the problem. She found an excuse for her exit. That's how I feel about it. From the whole story that I've heard, to be honest, I feel like that was like, she took that reason, like, okay, I'm going to take this excuse as my way out. You know what I'm saying? Like, she at this point in the whole manipulation, yeah, like, at this point, I feel like the girl's just using you. I feel the same way, um, especially because of things that she was gaining from you without having to actually be in a relationship with you. And also, correct me if I'm wrong, but you said that she told you, like, that you guys are never going to have a relationship and all of that. Was she not mad about you going out with other women and asking you to tell her about when you're going out with other women or some stuff like that? Because I'm pretty sure that that happened. Well, you got those shade. Anyway, yes. Okay, so the okay, clarify what Mariana is saying, that it, it is true. So, like I said, me and her were just friends. 
And Mariana, you can attest because you you were brought up at one point over this. There was times where I would talk to other females and, you know, because she would never come out and say it, but we humans. So it was certain like case in point when I was in L.A. with somebody and she saw it on, on my Snapchat. She called me out the blue, you know, saying accusing somebody of one of my, our mutual friends harassing her knowing that it would make me mad. And so at the end of it, I clarified that it wasn't what's going on. And when she hung up the phone, Deb, she said, well, have fun in a little date. So. Sounds like a whole lot of manipulation. Sounds like a whole lot of using. Problem is, she don't want to see you doing for another woman what you do for her. And that's just simply because she knows if you get another woman and ends up being a good woman, she knows that she's about to lose all of the benefits that she has from you. Even if that's yep. gifting her and gifting her children or whatever the case might be. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just that that's just her way of like. Okay, like if I don't tell him or show him that I care somehow and this keeps going, it's going to turn into something else. And then I've done lost my spot where I'm at in his life. And she did not go. And, and Deb, let's, let, let's hear from Sarah right quick. Sarah. Yeah, go ahead. Now you said it. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, she- this is Sarah. Sarah is one of my good friends too. She's in the background with Deb, but. Uh, Sarah, can you just kind of just talk about, give us what you know already and, and give us some of your knowledge as well? Uh, no, pues tu vida es tu vida, no? Your life is your life. You know she don't give too much input because her inputs go very, very <laughs> deep and beyond. Because she, she's more blunt than I feel like all of us. So, um, you just like she said too. She's already told you how she feel about it. Just like she said it. Like she agreed with me. Like this whole thing. At this point, you're just playing yourself. You're mm-hmm. allowing yourself to be used. You're allowing yourself to be manipulated because you know all of these things are Even happening. But the thing is, like, that. yeah, exactly, and exactly, just like she said. You think that you're playing the game like, oh, I know what's going on. So she's not playing me. But at the same time, okay, so but you're still playing the game, though. Like, in the end, you're still going to come out hurt out of this. So what's the point of keeping letting it go? Yeah, but you did it on the reverse. But yeah, you still keep going with the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's got to end at one point. Yeah. And I I guess. And honestly, and like, she's not she's not the first woman like. Bro, it's it's. I don't know. It's so obvious. Like, like, like Deb said, she was there and she saw what you're providing to her without her having to actually be in a relationship, in a serious relationship. She got to pull around while you were giving her everything uh, in the sense of like emotionally and, and even like material stuff. And she just didn't want to lose that. And the fact to me that it's beyond me is that not only me and other people were telling you like this is exactly what she's doing it was clear for you to see and just the fact that you didn't like walk out of that is what blows my mind the fact that we would say like okay you gotta get out this is it like she did this you gotta get out and then like a week later you come back you'll come back with something even worse that she has done and you're still like you know willing to be there and and the thing is, bottom line, you try to fix her. You're not even, you're saying about how people can heal together in a relationship. But, like, just do your own healing, you know? Why Why would you want to go through the 
process of being with someone that is broken just so y'all can heal together like why why is that such a goal to you like why not work on yourself heal yourself and find someone that is already healed instead of having to go through all with somebody aren't you tired of fixing people because like at one point in my life like I had to stop and think to myself because I feel like some of us have a healing spirit and maybe you have a healing spirit so you you're attracted to broken souls you're attracted to these broken people and some of these people are very toxic but my thing is we're only able to heal others when we're healed there ain't no way that you're gonna get in a relationship with somebody who's broken while being broken and trying to fix your like yourself and the person as well especially because sometimes you are ready to be fixed and you're ready to heal but that person is not in the same like level and spot that you're in right now so like just like mariana said i feel like it would be best to try to fix yourself first and heal so that way you can find somebody who's actually for you because you know that that what's going on right here is not for you. And I feel like you've been known this for a long time now, but you're still holding on because you have, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of us do sometimes until we become healed, is these toxic traits that we are attracted to other people who are, it's like mirroring yourself. It's like looking at yourself in the mirror. It's like you see the broken pieces of her and you see that's you. And so you're going to try to fix her. But you, but who fixes you? Like, you got to make yourself a priority and you have to make yourself happy before you make anybody else happy. Making yeah. others happy no, is not going to fulfill the happiness that you have that is empty inside. And I'm so sorry, I'm going to let you talk right now. But the, just the one thing that I wanted to add, it was, yeah, as Deb said, um, she seemed like you're ready to, you know, want to heal and be in a relationship and if this person is broken try to heal with that person but she's not ready for that that's not what she wants like she wants to enjoy her life the way she does and she's not really ready to like focus on you know her future and like how can she better herself that's not where she's at right now it's really not so you you can you can't like try to force her to be there either you know yeah damn <laughs> Damn, that kind of hurt a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. That that hurt a little bit <laughs> when you hear it. Um, and like I said, these two women have known this story for a long time. And me, I'm not embarrassed about it. Like I make dumb mistakes all the time. And like, you know, Mariana is one of the most one of the people closest to me that sees my dumb mistakes. Even like even Deb too, like from the last relationship, you know, and like knew how bad that ended, you know. And so um I'm not perfect. And I know I'll never go on this microphone or on these airways, TV or radio to tell y'all that I am perfect. I'm human. That's why this is straight up. This is me. This is real authentic. I got one more question from you both before we go to commercial break, our last uh, commercial break. Um, when all this was set in the beginning of last year, when I did all this hurt to her and, and stuff like that, um, before she blocked me, this is what she told me, Deb. Um, she said, I'm going to have to hop on Tinder to forget about you. Deb, I want to hear your you and uh, Mariana's opinion. But first, Deb, what do you think about when she said that? Because, you know, keep in mind, uh, she's had some issues in the past. But, like, she told me specifically before she blocked me, this is last year, 
that in order to forget about me, she's going to hop on Tinder. Sounds like, first of all, <laughs> a lot of immaturity from her. Second of all, it's just a way of, again, trying to manipulate you and make you jealous. She thinks by saying that she already knows that your mind's going to be running through all of the men because you already know, like you already, like you said, you know, you see her as a sex symbol. So you know that she looks good. You know, she knows that, you know, that she can easily get guys. So she knows that that's going to make your mind just run. You're going to. So instead of her thinking about you, you're going to be thinking about her 10 times worse. And that was the whole goal. Exactly. And that was the whole goal of saying what she said. Women say things to try to hurt you. And like, especially like, I don't know what type of woman she is, but point blank period, that's a way of that's trying to manipulate you. once again. And that's just kind of telling you like, okay, you know, like you're not just going to easily forget about me. Now I'm going to tell you what I'm going to go do with these other dudes. So that way you can be thinking about it. And that's exactly what you're doing. She won. So on that part. And to me, it sounds like she has a lot of experience manipulating other guys. So she knows what to say, like to set them up to what she wants you to do. So she wanted what she got, basically, the, you know, you chasing her, you, well, so you talking to her, you still in her life, regardless of what boundaries she put you. That's the thing, like she put boundaries and you had no boundaries. So that's what she wanted. She lined, she lighted up. She's like, let me line this up. Um, I'm going to be a Tinder, like Deb said, so you we're thinking about her, thinking about all these other guys she's meeting, and then so you can't like not forget about her and keep her in the back of your mind. So you know it worked because you kept on like sending her roses, and then you know she said leave me alone, and then you did, and then she's like okay, um, no back to it again. Let me just like again do something so he comes back to keep on like messaging me in my life, chasing me, whatever. And so that's what she does. So that's exactly what she wanted for you to keep chasing her, even after she said, "Okay, I'm done, and I'm gonna try to forget you." Like it, it was not like, "Okay, I'm gonna need to forget you now." Blah blah blah, all of that. Like, you know, I have all these feelings for you. I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna have to do this to forget you now. No, it was to get you thinking, like, "Yeah, I'm gonna forget all these other guys, so I can try to forget you now." So you're thinking about all the things she could be doing with the other guys. And, and and I'm not going to say yes or no, but maybe some of those things came true. You know what I mean? Uh, Y'all take that how you want to take it. But anyway, uh, we're going to have a little bit more. We're going to have one more commercial break. We're going to take this back home and tell you where we stand now on the other side of the break. Make sure you stay tuned to the Straight Up Show podcast, season eight opener on the other side of the break. Make sure you stay tuned. Tired of the same old boring clothes? Want to support your favorite podcast but don't know how? Well, you're in luck. The Straight Up Show podcast store is finally here. In our Teespring shop, you can find all the merch that tells the world you're keeping it straight up. From t-shirts to masks to even leggings, our store has you covered. Just visit straightupshowpodcast.com and click that merchandise button. That's S-T-R, the number eight, upshowpodcast.com. It's Monday, and you know what that means. A new artist hits the straight-up stage for another edition of Music Monday. Tune in to hear talented music artists from all over the world. Artists like Victoria Silk and Jonathan Valenzuela. 
Come experience some of the best that music has to offer and see why fans want more. Artists like the rap assassin Five. It's Music Monday only on the Straight Up Show podcast. Are you an up-and-coming artist and would like your music to be featured on the show? Don't wait. Send us a message right now. Welcome back to the Straight Up Show podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Calvin. This is the season eight opener uh, to a brand new season. We're talking, to, and it's all about taking risks, taking gambles. And because uh, I am in Vegas right now, I'm part of the reason why I am in Vegas uh, is because I did someone fall in love with somebody. I mean, I went crazy over somebody, went stupid over somebody. I went uncharacteristic over somebody who did not appreciate me. And me, as smart as I think I am, I fell for it. I fell for the manipulation. I fell for the tactics. I fell for all this. And lo and behold, I got got. You know what I mean? So I'm like, how did I get got? You know, what was Calvin thinking? Well, today's guest, we have not only uh, two of the most um, like this impressive, intelligent women, actually three, because Sarah's in the background too, but women that are very smart and intelligent on my podcast. We have Mariana uh, and Deb. So uh, once again, ladies, thank you so much for coming on the show uh, and giving me your knowledge and actually putting up with me. And also I want to give you thanks for not turning your back on me for being so dumb, gullible and stupid. Um, You know, I'm here for you. I'm always here to tell you what I think you're doing wrong and what I think you're doing right. And, even though you're, you know, insisted in making the same mistake over and over again, all I can do is, you know, be here for you. I'm always going to be here for you as well, but always with the little sprinkle on top that's that's, you know, Sarah. And also, you know, I'm very blunt about things and I'm going to tell you things because I care. Might come out a little wrong, but it's because I care. And, yeah, and- of course. Like, you know how things you say, the things I say, I tell you, like, well, don't take this wrong, but this, this, I always tell you straight up what I think you need to hear, even if you're not going to follow, if you're just going to ignore my advice or all of that. But I'm always here to tell you the truth and what I think you're messing up. Yeah. And, 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 and she definitely does do that. Cause the night all this happened, like it's a, we're about to conclude the story y'all. Uh, and it, it does not end well at all. Uh, it got very petty and very immature. So here we go. Uh, first off, let me give a big shout out to Sarah who has been on this journey with me for almost two years now, not with this particular girl, but the previous girl too. And y'all, I can only tell you that Sarah has been a hundred percent right on every single girl, every situation, she knew what was going to happen. So, no offense to Deb or Mariana, but if there was a fortune teller, somebody that's the realest out of all, Sarah's spot on knew exactly what would happen. So, uh, Sarah, shout out to Sarah because she definitely <laughs> knew everything. And, like, I can't say some of the words in Spanish, but I understand it. You know what I mean? So, uh, Sarah, uh, shout out to you. I know you're in the background right now, but uh, definitely. So, Deb, uh, tell Sarah thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> gracias, gracias, hermano. Um, but anyway, so getting back to it, um, just so comes this is a year, and, and so come up my birthday, my friend has to like, and this is the path. My friend asked her to like, hey, we're pitching in this, uh, 
you know, Calvin's. And, and it's kind of crazy because all my friends have different names for me. Like Deb and Sarah call me podcast, which is like, but they know my real name. My other friends call me DJ because I used to be a DJ. So like people know me from different names, but um, so my friends look out for me. And so like, you know, my friends said, Hey, you know, you know, Calvin moved to Vegas to be kind of closer to you and be, you know, be there for you because, and this is where I'm about to make Deb and, you know, Mariana pissed off because I am one of those people who's a natural healer. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I love to give and like I do it with my family. Uh, that, that, that's just who I am. So, you know, about two years ago, she was going through some emotional stuff and like, it was kind of hard to see it because I saw the beauty in her and she had like an okay birthday, but like I said, she was not used to guys like me. She wasn't used to guys that look at her or objectify her at all. So I made a promise, you know, and here we go. Here we go. <laughs> the promise, Deb. Uh, I made a promise. I said, look, for your next birthday, I'm going to make sure you have a queen birthday because you are a queen. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and I said, I, I just want to, and I promised her a certain gift. And so I said, I'm going to get it, you know? <laughs> and so... Debbie making me laugh. <laughs> I'll be serious right now. Um, but I promised her a gift. And like I was gonna keep this promise no matter what. If we were dating or we were enemies, whatever, I had to keep my promise. You know what I mean? And so, like I said, while I'm working out here and closer to Vegas, I said I'm gonna do something special for your birthday. And I asked to say, hey, save this specific date for me. Save this specific date for me. So uh, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna tell you the whole thing, Deb. And like uh, so for her birthday. You know, I was gonna take her on a horse and care because I, I really do care about her. You know, deep down, I really do care about her more than I have than somebody else before. So, um, uh, for her birthday, uh, to get a dinner, I was gonna do a horse and carriage ride. But what I did was instead, because she was sick, uh, I got like a fake Clydesdale horse toy, put it on my dashboard, and we drove around looking at Christmas lights, you know. So, that was our horse and carriage ride. It might sound corny, but you know, she got a horse and carriage ride. And so, yes, uh, for her birthday, because she was real cool, you know, with me, I bought her a, uh, um, Mariana, what did I buy her? Just tell me, what, what did I buy her, Mariana? Uh, $2,000 necklace. Yeah, I bought her a very expensive necklace. And, Deb, what you going to say? Okay, like, um, so, <laughs> at this point, I feel like, Te gusta sufrir. you love to suffer or something, mm -hmm. like, what? <laughs> like, like it almost like this at this time you manipulated her like like this time it wasn't her manipulating you this was you manipulating her like that's what i'm saying no. two walking red flags bro no okay i i really how how do you how do you think he manipulated her like because if things were already not good in between them and then all of a sudden, you know, he goes and he buys her something expensive knowing, I mean, like it's common, especially if he already thinks that she's a gold digger. So like that's kind of it's like trying to win a woman, like chasing after a woman like that's right. just from. I feel right. like they're both the thing is what what sorry, I'm going to speak for you right now. But what he had told me his side of the story was like. Oh, it's because I had promised it to her when she deserved it. And then I I even questioned him on that. Like, I, you know she'd be messing up, like, with you. Like, she's already not, you know, she's hurting you already. Like, she's doing all this bad stuff that is affecting you. So why are you still going to do that? And then 
his excuse was that he had already promised to her and he wanted to keep his word. But like, I feel you because I felt like the same way that this was just another one of his attempts of like trying to get her, trying to make her see what he can provide to her. Uh, well, my thing is like, you guys like playing each other. You think you're playing her, but she's playing you. We are both playing each other at the end of the day. You're going back and forth on the whole manipulation thing. Is pretty yeah. much what she said. And, like, and that's what it was. And like, I'm not gonna lie, that's what it was. But my thing is, like, as Mariana was saying, was like, I did keep a, I wanted to keep a promise. And this was like when we were on, we were on good terms, and like we were on good. But because I said I want to give you a birthday to remember, because you know her birthday is special. And like, whether y'all look at her negatively or whatever, she does a lot for people. Like, she does mirror me a lot. She does. She she goes above and beyond for anybody, her friends, her family, and stuff like that. Well, she don't really. But anyway, long, but she does a lot for her people. So in like, even with the previous guys she's dealt with, she's mostly dealt with guys that use and abuse her. I'm like, dang, like, like some stories she would tell me. I'm like, dang, like they got that. You fell for that, like you fell for the oldest trick in the book, like, and it's like stuff that I knew basic high school girls wouldn't fall for it. I'm like, damn, like. So I was like, you fell for it. And I, like I said, I felt sorry for her. So I said, look, for your birthday, I want you to feel like a queen for your birthday. Now, in between when I made that promise, there was a lot of toxicity. There was a lot of negativity. But from my, and I, and I, and I told this to her in, in a letter. I said, look, you know, from my birthday, September, to like your birthday, we had the best moments in this situationship because like we wasn't arguing, we wasn't fighting, we were laughing and cracking up. And like, this girl makes me laugh like no other. Like, I've never cried so much laughing, you know? So there is good in her, in my opinion. Is there a lot of manipulation on our parts? Yeah, we both did it. Like, we both played games. I'm not going to lie. But I tried my hardest to see, because this relationship was so unhealthy, I tried my hardest to make it healthy. So when she did lie to me about stuff, I ignored it. When she did try to manipulate stuff, like, I did ignore it. This girl is How never... How is that healthy, though? Oh, it's not healthy. How, but my how thing is, is ignoring someone? Because, okay, so if you have two people arguing right now, if I match her energy, how is that helping us? You know what I mean? Well, oh, but, like, how you, like, how you ignoring how this person is hurting you, healthy for a relationship, but that's not healthy either way. And but I would, I would tell would her, say, I would say, I would say, hey, can you, like, you're lying to me, and I get that you're lying to me, but you don't have to lie to me. It's cool. Like, you just lied to me, I caught you in a lie. But you don't have to lie to me. Like, just be real about it. And like, I would. Are, are you lying to me? You like, I wouldn't match the energy. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't do it because, like, if we both yelling at each other, like, it's not helping. So, say, so you know what? I'm gonna be patient. Like, and I, and I and look. People come into your life for a season. I get that. And I think the lesson she taught me was to be patient. Like, be very patient. Like, so I was okay with being patient with her. I'm down to do this again once you. Once you're more healed from this relationship and you can actually see what she is and what she has done. Because I feel like right now you can hear us and you can say, damn, that hit home. But I don't feel like you you, you don't still don't see her for what she has done. And oh. another thing is you say that she's good for other people, that she fell for other guys in the past. And at the end of the day, that has nothing to do with you. And you don't have to make up for what people has done to her. It has nothing to do with you. And um, it's good that, she, that you promise her that you do something for her. But 
if she's showing you that she's not really like interested in that kind of thing, I mean, like at the end of the day, she was not interested in a relationship, and she has made that obvious just by the way she would like she was interacting with you towards her birthday, and still like you wanted to keep that promise and and I feel like you kept that promise more for you than it was for her, and more just so you could try to gain her like to see if like you could gain her one more time rather than like oh I want to show her that I'm you know like I want to make her feel good or or not like I'm sure those were one of your intentions but I think it was more about like you wanting to get her back rather than you know keeping your promise and all of that I definitely agree with Marianne on that. It was not about the promise because we're adults and I feel like if somebody is harming you, causing harm, causing like taking your peace from you, like there is no way that I would keep up a promise to anybody who's like f***ing me over. Like point blank. Like I'm sorry, but that's just not, as adults, we know that that's not how it works. You know what I'm saying? And so therefore, like I told you, I think I just told you this before. Sometimes the problem with a lot of people nowadays is that we try to make people who come into our lives as a lesson and we try to make them permanent. We try to keep a person who is meant to come and teach us something. They aren't for you. You know they aren't for you. And there you are doing everything against the universe destiny, you know, and what God wants just because you want to be with that person so bad, but you know that person is not for you. And it's sad because a lot of the times we become attached to these people and we fall in love, etc. But at the same time, you we have to learn how to pick up on the good and throw the bad and keep going. Life is too short to be chasing people who don't do the same for you. It's way too short to be sitting there and thinking, what if? Because to be honest, like right now, all you're doing is wasting your time and her time, mostly your time, because she's living her life. She just once in a while coming back, but you're not. You stopped. You changed everything around for this woman because you wanted to be there so bad. You wanted to. You craved the love that you were giving her. And she wasn't doing that. And now that you realize that you have to push yourself the road of healing and go back to who you are. Yeah. And this is where the podcast comes to a screeching halt because I'm about to just lay some bombs down. And like, the thing is, I accept me being me. You know what I mean? And like, this could get me canceled. This could get me in trouble. I don't care. The thing is like, kind of piggybacking off what Deb said, like, and, uh, Mariana, I think me and you were actually talking when you told me don't do this. <laughs> and like both of y'all, all, well, a lot of y'all knew what I was going to do with this promise. And y'all all said, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't buy that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And I still did it. You know what I mean? So this is what a lot of my friends were saying. Like, you can't get mad at her for not appreciating what, what you did. You know what I mean? I did get mad. Like, I got mad. And like, come to find out, you know, you know, we, I made dinner for her one day and like while on her birthday weekend and like, you know, there was some clarity and miscommunication between me and her, but come to find out she ditched me for somebody else, which, you know, whatever. But it's like, I did all this for you and like, you just brushed me off like I'm I'm nothing. You know what I mean? Because like, I mean, 
Mariana and Deb, y'all saw the other stuff I did for her. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just the necklace. It was a lot more. And, like, just to not feel appreciated about none of that stuff. Like, she bought me, and like, and like I said, she never begged me for money, never begged me for nothing. Like, you know, it wasn't like that. I never saw her as a gold digger. I never saw her as a gold digger. Because um, I know I know gold diggers. But, like, I never saw like that. But, like, the fact that I did, I moved out this way just to be kind of whatever. I did all this for you. And it's like, at the same time, you know, to be closer to you, help you out with certain things. Because, like, in my eyes, I wanted to build you back up because you so hurt. Yeah, I wanted to build you back up. Let me help you get a better, like, career-oriented job. Let me put you in the right places to where people can, like, you know, help you out and stuff like that. So when it was all said and done, you know, and you didn't show your appreciation, I lost it. I'm not going to lie. I lost it. I said some things that wasn't nice. I did some things. And, like, one of the petty things I did, uh, Mariana, and you told me don't do it. And I did it. All the gifts she got me for Christmas, and she said, don't go to her, you know, don't go over there. But I packed all her gifts up, the dinner I made for her that night that we were supposed to kick it or whatever, or not kick it. Like, I packed the dinner up in Tupperware, packed all her gifts she got me, and I dropped it off on her front step. Yep. I Because I didn't, I felt like, to me, it felt like you gave me a hand-me-down gift. Like, it wasn't, I didn't feel the love with that gift, you know what I mean? And Mariana, like, why did you tell me don't do that? Because, uh, well, first of all, that's petty AF. And it's just the matter of, like, how much you, you care. Like, I'm sorry. I don't even know how much you want to be exposed out here. But the fact that, you know, we found out that she said that she don't even feel bad about what she did. And what she did was pretty messed up. And the fact that she said it was worth it, like... I don't know. It, it, you going over there, you going out of your way to go drop those things off in her door. It's just proving to her like, oh, yeah, I still care, you know. And I'm 100% sure if she sweet talk you, you're going to fall right back in. No matter what I say, no matter what that's no matter what nobody says. If she sweet talk you the way you are right now, you're still going to fall right back into, you know, the where you were. No, and I'm not. And like. To add some clarity of what Mariana is saying, Deb, I don't think you know this at all, but basically she stood me up to go. And you are still there. And this was when? While I was out there for her birthday. Like, not even a day later. What the f***? And you still continued? Oh, no, 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 no. That was a wrap. That was a wrap. That's how it ended. That's why all this ended. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why Mariana was saying it was petty. I hope you learned your lesson, though. Say what? I hope you learned your lesson, though. Yeah, I did. Oh, I did. I did. But the thing is, that's what Mariana saying. I was petty because I dropped it off at her front door. That's not all I did. So basically, it got even more petty. And like, I was hurt. Like, I was Mariana was saying, like, she did something in particular that really was the nail in the coffin to me. And like, like I said, I'm over here being blind and being blind and being blind and stupid and stupid and stupid. And she did one particular thing I don't want to really expose uh, out of her privacy, but like she did something very hurtful while I was doing, this is her birthday week or whatever, while I'm actually spending time with her. She did something in particular that really was the nail in the coffin. And the more, and this is disrespect, she disrespected me a lot, 
but this was more of the biggest disrespect. And so when she when she did that, I just lost it. And so yeah, I packed up and like I said, I was with a friend uh, out there too, and I packed up. Uh, and that my friend I was with said, "Don't do it," and she was like, "Don't do it, don't do it." Mariana was like, "Don't do it too." And I was like, so I got all, but I didn't care. I made her food, made her dinner, no response. So okay, packed it up, got all the gifts she got me, and I put it on her front steps. A day later, I was still in my feelings and hurt because she kept lying about it. I knew the truth. A day later, I sent her 12 bags of ice to her front door. Because I say, since you want to be cold and heartless, and you've been cold, you've been cold to me for 12 months, I'm gonna send you a bag of ice. <laughs> 12 bags yeah. of ice. And like I, I sent 12 bags of ice to her front steps. What's her sign? She's a um uh, Sagittarius. Oh Lord. The way you go out of your way for this and like Bro, you say that, but when when is it that you went? Well, when did you go to her birthday and stuff like that? It was in December. All right, January fourth. You're still out here telling me, but oh, but she cares. She cares because she was crying on a three way that she didn't know I was like, bro. Like at that point, I don't even know what else to tell you because I tell you stuff. She does stuff, but you still like. Holding on to the things that you that you feel like make make her human and make her like put her in a position where she feels like she cares about you and cares about this relationship and want you in her life. Because again, January fourth, you still telling me how she was crying, so she cares. Like you know, she was crying because I hurt her and I, I manipulated her back. I said some things about her and like, and this is not, I'm not proud of myself for doing this. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, but I, I, I let loose. Like I, I, I exposed her insecurities that I knew that she didn't like. Like I was like, I, I was called the devil at one point because I said some things to her that I would never, she thought I would never say or do because I was that hurt. Okay. So something that we were, and you know, me with my Zodiac, but um, anyway, so there's a pattern with, <laughs> with Sagittarius women where, let me just put it this way. The Sagittarius women are emotional women and when they can be a rock, but they also know how to easily cry. So like, I don't know how like this, you know, went down, I'm not judging it, but I just wanted to speak on that because from the pattern that I know in the Sagittarius women, from little to big, they have this thing where they're able to easily cry. And sometimes they're not even really hurt. It's just something that they're able to, like, I don't know. They're really good at controlling their emotions when oh, yeah. it comes down to that. Also, tell me how out of, out of the people she knows, I'm sure she has her own homegirls, she's going to vent about you guys with the one person that you guys have in common as friends. No. So this is the thing. And this is what Deb called a red flag for her. Uh, and I'm not trying to like put her out there, but fuck it, you know, but this is what Deb said was, and Sarah was saying beforehand, uh, Mariana, that her only friend she talks to or hangs out with is her niece who is five years younger than her. 
I feel like that's a red flag because no woman at her age doesn't have at least one friend. Like, I'm not saying that you got to have like a whole bunch of friends or whatever. We're not little teenagers no more. But like you got to as a grown woman, you got to have one or two friends. And if you don't, if your only family member, like if only your your only friend is your family member and they're younger than you, that shows immaturity. That shows that your mindset is not even where it's supposed to be. That's why. Every time you spoke on certain things, I always told you, like, her immaturity shows, and she just loves the adrenaline. Like, she's not living at her age. She probably had maybe a messed up, you know, like, I don't know, like, teen years or childhood or whatever the case might be. So, like, even though she at a certain age, her mentality is still not there. And, yeah, that that's kind of, I was trying to paint a picture for you, Mariana, to kind of, like, understand, like, why they were saying it was a red flag. And, like, that's what... I was trying to fix because like I said, a lot of y'all females are my friends. So like, I love how, you know, and I know you're about to get mad at me, Mariana, but like, you know, you're five years younger than her, but you're way mature than her. And it's like, to me, it's like, you know, it doesn't matter. Like what I'm about to say, it doesn't matter, but this is how I look at it. Like Mariana is not from America. Neither is, neither is uh Deb, but we're born in America, you know what I mean? But like, she's older. So it's like, I don't get it from my, my ignorant mind, I guess, in a way that how is Mariana five years, six years younger than her. And Mariana is probably one of the smartest people that carries herself. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, I don't see how. Maturity doesn't come, maturity doesn't come with age. Maturity comes yeah. with experience. Maturity it comes does. with not with age you could be a 35 year old and your mentality could be of a freaking 18 19 year old and you can be an 18 19 year old with an experience and the mentality of a 30 35 year old so i don't feel like age really matters when it comes down to maturity it means it's your experience and everything that you've gone to some people learn how to grow up before time and i think it's also your willingness to to learn and i was on my early 20s, when I realized that exactly that, that age doesn't mean anything. There's people a lot older, there's people older than you acting like they're more immature than, well, a lot of people my age. So it's, it's that. And the fact that you focus so much on age, you know, I don't like that because a, she acts like, um, the way she carries herself. It's uh, more like things I would do when I was 18, 19. Yeah. And the way she, like, carries herself in a relationship. It's like Debbie said, like, she's not, she's just, you know, not there. Like, she just, she went through something or I don't know. So she's just stuck in a different year that it's not her true age now. And and that's why I was trying to like because you remember I mean I, I'm not I'm not ashamed of where I grew up or how I grew up around like I grew up in the projects like I was a DJ at a strip club like I grew up around nothing but women so like I've been put on game quickly so I know one thing as a man from a woman like you need a homegirl in your life that can be like you know you need a, you need a Sarah you need a Deb you need like a girl to sit there and say hey homie like don't do this like hey like watch out for this like to have your back and to me it's like. I was trying to tell her that, like, hey, just you need somebody else to be in your corner so you won't make these, like, Deb, I don't know if you remember this, the Miami story I told you about Miami and, like, you know, the Miami trip that, you know, we kind of had an issue with. We have to go into specifics, but, like, 
those kind of decisions in Miami, you don't do that. You know what I mean? I feel like after the Miami thing, that should have been like the biggest red flag to you right there. Like it should have ended there. It shouldn't even have made it to the birthday. I thought you were going to call it. I, I, we honestly thought that that was it right there. Like we were like, oh, okay, finally, you know, like this is a but done deal. But no. <laughs> you know, the Miami trip was like, should have been a red flag. But it's like, at the same time, it was like, damn, like I can't even like with my experience, I haven't done stuff like that ever. You know what I mean? But at the same time, the birthday gift, no, I felt like the birthday gift was me feeling like, you know what? I felt guilty for hurting this girl. Like, I'm like, and you know, it's, you know, it's funny, Deb, like every guy she's gotten really close with or involved with her whole life that's hurt her or like she's been in love with, all been Virgos. All been Virgos. And she that's would tell you right pattern. now, she hates Virgos. Oh, and that's another pattern right there. <laughs> Sarah said who doesn't not like Virgos it's cause like listen I'm not listen listen I feel like Virgo men's are a little bit different than women but I'm not gonna lie I don't really get along with Virgo women I have my reasons for it I'm not saying that everybody is the same but that's one thing um, but to be honest I feel like it, it, this this is just like became a huge mess and you knew that it was becoming a mess and you just it was like okay it's okay i can fix this too you know and yeah now it's gotten out of hand you know like now there's feelings that are hurt there's lessons but there's also now a lot of healing that you're gonna have now you don't just have healing from your other relationship but now you have healing from this one too you know what i'm saying like so now your healing process is definitely going to be more than what it just was going to be a year ago what do you think and this is like I got two more questions for y'all and we'll end the podcast, okay? Uh, but what do you think? And I'll start with uh Mariana. I know she's gonna kill me. Um two questions, and you can answer this, but you can be long-winded with this answer. Two questions. One, do you think there could be a day that me and her can actually not fix this, but like come to a, the table? Bro, don't even, don't even, don't even finish the question. Let me, let me, let me finish it right quick and you can give me your spill. But like, do you think there's going to be a time to where as mature adults, we can come and say, hey, I'm sorry, you sorry, boom, and then squash it. And what are, in your opinion, some positive outcomes from this? Well, I think that a lot has happened between you guys. And at this point, I feel you should just like let go and not have any hopes because the moment we hold on to hope of one day something might happen, you are, even if not intentionally, even if not on your conscious mind, uh, unconsciously, you're going to be holding yourself back, holding your life back because you're hoping that one day you're going to be with her. One day you guys can, you know, come together and agree that, okay, I messed up, you messed up. Let's like put this behind. Like, just don't hold on to that, to the hope that one day this will happen. Also, it's just like, you know, it, it it's just not worth it because of all the pain that, you know, it has already caused you and everything that has caused you to lose because of her. And I think the a good thing that you can take of, uh, take from this is just learn how to, well, learn your worth and Learn how to identify in the beginning when someone is actually, 
you know, down for you, interested in you, if someone is willing to fight for you as much as you willing to fight for that person. And I think the moment that you actually get over her and you see everything that she did, you will you will learn that. You will learn that, okay, I will not accept this anymore because I know where it's going to go. I know how it descends. I want something better because I'm worth more than that, you know? And I'm pretty hopeful that you will see that, that you will see that you're better, better than what you thought of yourself while you're in this relationship because only someone that doesn't think much of themselves would accept what she has done to you. Yeah. Okay. And they have the question once again, and I'll, I'll repeat the question if you want to hear it. Uh, question was, uh, do you, and be long winded with this, if you don't mind. The question was, uh, do you think there can ever be a time to where, do you think there can ever be a time to where she and I can come to a table and we can actually kind of like, you know, have a peace treaty or, uh, and where are some positive outcomes out of this? Okay. So I feel like, yes, there could be a possibility, but does that mean that it should happen? No. So my view from that is that a lot of the times whenever we, let's say that you become healed after this and you move on or whatever. And then in the future, all of a sudden when you're healed, you try to like, okay, well, let's try to reconcile at least to apologize or whatever the case might be. That's literally... I feel like that's not a good thing to do because you're going to eventually either one, try to fall into the same patterns or two, you're going to be like, okay, maybe this is a good time. And when it doesn't go right with a person once, it's not going to go right with that person twice. And even if you try to make it go right, it's just not going to last. And that's just like, once again, that's a sad truth about life. Some people just are not meant to stay in your life. And that doesn't mean that one day you can't like, you know, like, hey, I apologize. Maybe I was, you know, back then my mentality was different, et cetera. But to leave it as that and that only, like, no, we cannot go out for lunch. No, we cannot see each other. Like, this is just, you know what I'm saying? Because I just don't feel like that's healthy to bring anything that was once very toxic and that hurts you, like up to the point where you have to heal from it to even try to bring it back into your life. and. Like I said, I feel like everybody who doesn't stay in your life permanently is because they were a lesson to be learned. I feel like, just like you said, maybe this was your lesson to become more patient. Maybe not just patient with the relationship itself, but also waiting for the right person instead of just thinking that anybody you find is going to be the right person because you're hurt and you're in need of love. You know, it's finding yourself, is trying to find peace within yourself and love with being alone and being okay with being alone for so long, no matter how long it takes for the right person to walk into your life. Somebody one time told me that a lot of the times we get things wrong in life when it comes down to love because we search for love, especially people who grew up with trauma or who grew up with lack of love. We try to find it instead of letting it find us. So... Like, that's another thing to, like, keep in mind. Sometimes the when you least expect it, it's right there next to you or it's been next to you the whole time. So I feel like there was definitely lessons in this. And like I said, the patience is one. And 
just just like Mariana said, you know, like learn how to kind of see things from the beginning, you know, get to know a person's personality before even allowing your feelings. Learning how to control your feelings is such a hard thing to do. And I'm not even I'm not even close to being able to control 100 percent my feelings. But I have learned that people like me and you and there's other people out there as well who fall in love so quickly because we love hard. We care too easily. And so therefore we always end up hurt. So it's good to kind of try to get to know a person first because somebody can literally talk to you and sound like a great person at first, you know, and show one thing of themselves. But, you know, like the saying says, you don't really know somebody until you live with them. But yeah, like that's about it. And I I appreciate that, uh, Deb. Like that really means a lot to me. Like, and this is kind of like, where I need both of y'all to kind of help me out with like I never wanted to be like a vacation in her life you know what I mean like I wanted to be her home and because like I said this is somebody in a long time that let me be goofy let me be weird and like not judge me like she knew about my past and knew about the previous relationship and how bad it was and she didn't judge me for it so it was just like you know dang all right but it, my thing is like, is it wrong for me, uh, Mariana, uh, to and Deb? All I ever wanted from her is to say, you know what, everything you do for me, and you know what, I see why you hurt. Do you think I'm gonna ever get that apology or get that reassurance of what I did for her life or my my value of being in her life? That's all I ever wanted to hear, and that that helps me with my closure. Like, do you think that it ever come to pass, or do you think that she would ever? realize one day you know what he is a good dude I, I messed it up what do you think um it's what i told you one day uh sometimes we just have to accept that we will not get closure in life and we have to move on regardless of it of you know getting closure or not and um i i don't know her well to tell you that to say okay one day she's gonna realize or not what i know is I can tell you, seeing everything that you're willing to do for her, I'm sure that the moment you find the right person that deserves that, that right person will tell you how much they appreciate. That right person will tell you how much they're grateful for what you have done without you having to wait months or years for them to realize that. That's one thing. And another thing is, I personally think that one thing that it's a big mistake that we make is doing things for other people expecting something because whatever you do has to come from your heart and like if you see that the person doesn't deserve what you're willing to do then just don't do it but like don't do something expecting her to recognize what you are recognize what a good guy you are and all of that because at the end of the day what you give it's what it's your choice you know so it's I think it's not really fair to put in someone like okay you have to recognize this because this is what I'm willing to do for you you know it's just a matter of you realizing what is you know when enough is enough and what someone is worth for you to give like what it's worth giving to that person if recognition is what you expect and and you see that that person doesn't give it to you at some point you have to stop and realize like okay they don't deserve this because they're not giving to me what I want or like they're not recognizing it. Then the day is your choice. How much you're going to get, you know, and it's not fair to expect someone to recognize that. 
but the right person will and we don't ha you don't have to wait a long time for them to do so good deb you get last last thought uh deb just basically once again like just do you think a person like her uh we'll see what all has happened in this year the availability i was giving her all i've done do you think that it will come to pass to where she may actually understand or value you know or be grateful for what i meant to her or if i did mean anything to her at all so i to be honest i don't feel like you should expect Anything from anybody in order for you to have closure, you're going to have to find your own closure. Something that I don't know what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to think about it. But I'm telling you right now, if you don't find your own closure and you keep on expecting her to give you one, you're never going to find the peace within yourself to be able to heal correctly. Because I'm telling you right now, it's just this whole thing, like lower your expectations for people, not your standards. So don't get me wrong, lower your expectations from people, not your standards. So you're not, she's not obligated. She doesn't owe you anything. Even though you feel like she does, she honestly doesn't. So therefore, let's say that she turns around and she never realizes the man that you actually was and she matures and she's like, you know what? I up. At the end of the day, imagine if it takes five years from now. So what? You're going to sit there and wait for her clothes to give you closure for five years. You're never going to be able to let go of the fantasy you had built for who you wanted her to be, who you could see that she could be. So I feel like that's something that definitely I would like write on your books for definitely not waiting for that because I had to learn that the hard way in my life. I've already gone through that experience. So it's like having to learn that nobody owes us nothing and we have to within ourselves to find our peace. We have to learn how to let go on our own and build our own closure because if not you're going to suffer on that same thing for years and even though you're going to be like oh yeah i'm healed you know i'm happy but that person's going to eventually come back to the back of your mind somehow one day and it's always going to be because of that closure you never gave yourself damn that was good <laughs> wow y'all so well there you have it y'all that is where we've been at for the past well i've been at for the past year uh, we're definitely going to have more stories about where the other crew has been in the past year. Uh, we're going to be everywhere. You know, we still have our publication. We're still on TV and radio. Uh, Y'all, this is season eight, and this is the truth. And, like, like, I want today's episode to set the tone for us being blunt, us taking risks, and me being vulnerable today uh, to actually just tell you what happened. Trust me, because I'm about to get called simp. I'm about to get called whatever. Like, you already hear Mariana and Deb coming at me. So I'm pretty sure whoever listens to this, y'all often look at me different. But, you know, everybody has their moments. You know, everybody has moments to where they get gullible and fall for stuff like this. To me, I thought I was a player. I thought I was bigger than this, but apparently not. You know, so I got got in my opinion, but I let it happen. So uh, with that being said, I just want to go ask one last question. And it can be very short. Uh, Deb, I'm going to start with you. Uh, and just finish this phrase for me. You can word it however you want to word it. But dating in 2024 is? Very complicated. <laughs> and what's, in what retrospect? 
I feel like it's very hard to trust people nowadays. Like trust is such a big issue nowadays because anybody can sit here and tell you, you know, who they are, who they think they are. And once you get to know them, they end up being something completely different. So mm-hmm. trust, I feel like that's one of the biggest problems in 2024 and all of these past years. Mm-hmm. And if there isn't trust, there isn't anything. Trust should be number one before anything else. All right, Marianne, the same question. Like, just finish this or you can word it however you want to word it. Uh, dating in 2024 is? Hard because... I feel like nowadays a lot of people are not really willing to like fight, you know, for what they want. There are some people that still are, but there are people that are just not. And it's not so easy. Like, I feel like nowadays people see other people as like disposable. Okay, I had an issue with this person, so on to the next. And it's just so easy to go on to the next. The People are not, you know, putting enough effort in relationships nowadays. And if anything, it's kind of like what makes me mad. And, I, and I, I, I'll end on this. This was made me mad is that other guys got it easier to where I had to put in work. Like, and that's what I think people understand. Like, she was somebody that it felt like a job being in her life. It felt like working and working and working. Like, I, But, like, it was a job that I wasn't ashamed of. It wasn't the job I wasn't, it was work dealing with her. And it was a job I was proud to show up every day. I might not get a raise for it. I might not get the appreciation, but it was a job being in her life. And I appreciated it. Yeah. Lack of values. Lack yeah. of values. And, so, and, that's, and, that, and that's what I'm on my journey right now to figure out how can I let myself devalue myself? And I'm not going to lie. Just because, you know, I've been around different celebrities and stuff like that, but it's like, I'm not being arrogant, but it's like, how can I let somebody, and that's not disrespecting her, but how can I let somebody like her kill my confidence? I let her kill my confidence. She that's didn't kill the it. Problem. Like, it's I let her do it. You're, look, you're looking at it that way, and I don't think that's the right way to go about it, you know? Because at the end of the day, it's not about like, oh, how someone like her, like, it's not even about that. It's about, honestly, it's mostly about you than it is about her. It's it's the fact that you said it felt like a job. And to my point, I said, yeah, people are not willing to put enough uh, effort. And you have to see the other person putting effort in their relationship too for you to continue putting effort. When you're the only one putting effort, that's a sign for you to be like, okay, maybe that person doesn't want the same thing that I want with them. So that's when you stop. And I feel like you saw that, but you kept on trying to make her want what you wanted. And that's what it's the issue. So at the end of the day, like, yeah, she did a lot of messed up things, but it's because you allowed her to. And it's not about how someone like her did this to me. It's how you allowed her to do those things to you. Yeah. That's that's facts. And I was just gonna say she probably messing with men who follow you. <laughs> I, I just had to like I just had to say that and they're like, I'm sorry, but like a lot of the times most of these women and men, when they mess with somebody else, you know, after being treated good or whatever the case might be, it's always a downgrade. It's always like the people who these type of women and even men go after a lot of the times, it's just like people for the moment. 
it's not somebody who can make them happy and have a family like for a long term type thing. And a lot of the times it's not that they fail. That's why I told you it's not about being gullible or naive. She knows this. Us as women, we know this. Like, I could go out here today or tomorrow, you know, like, after being single, whatever the case might be, and find a man who looks good or doesn't look good but carries some money or whatever the case might be. I already know what this is going to end up with. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know what we are doing. Like, she knows what she's doing. And therefore, I, at the end of the day, like I said, I don't feel like there's really any excuses for it. Unfortunately, you put yourself in this spot. Now I hope that you have learned from it and you're going to let it finally go. So that way you can be in peace within yourself and be a better person for you before trying to be better for anybody. Uh, you're right about that. Like, I, I think it makes me mad that she's already, it's been three weeks and she, she already in a brand new relationship already. I'm like, dang, in a relationship where she telling him she love him already. So I'm like, God dang, in three weeks, you love somebody in three weeks. Like, God dang. Like, so because that's how exactly how you know that she's not out here looking for anything serious. She's just trying to fill in that little empty spot that I'm sorry, but as a woman, that's definitely an insecurity. Like she knows that she looks good and she has all of these men. She can get with whoever she wants, whenever she wants. And that's it. And that's like the problem with a lot of women nowadays. Like it's, I live in a world that is disgusting. Like every time, like I think about it, like it's so scary to like try to be into a new relationship out here nowadays because it's honestly disgusting nobody has values anymore nobody just like cares about the things that we used to grow most of us grew up learning you know what i'm saying like it's just no dignity no nothing and it's ugh. and you know my only wish to, and, and i always wish her well and like you had defended by i wish her well and my only wish is for her to be surrounded around women like marina and like a dev to where y'all can actually you know uplift her because honestly not defending her that's what we all need and i am blessed to have people like deb sarah uh anna and stephanie and all these other people that kind of get in my ear uh and you know all y'all to help me out so i'm very blessed to have y'all and like i wouldn't be in a position where i can try to think clear and make these decisions uh and shout out to you know Fila and all these people helping help me out like, thank y'all. Uh, I really appreciate it. I want to give thanks to our guests today, uh, Mariana uh, and Deb, for coming on the Show podcast. Uh, I hope uh, y'all come back to my podcast. Mariana, uh, will you come back or no? Yeah, of course. And Deb, would you come back? Of course. You already know. All right. They all have it. They're going to come back on the show. Uh, once again, thank y'all so much uh, for coming. Uh, hey, that's the end of our show. Hey, we have a lot coming in on season eight. A uh, lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to have a lot of more guests, a lot of more controversial uh, topics. Uh, but make sure this is in the end of the conversation. Uh, make sure you go to our website at straightupshowpodcast.com. That's S-T-R number eight upshowpodcast.com. Uh, you can see our previous episodes about relationships. Uh, we had right relationship counselors on there. Uh, about dating and stuff like that. You hear my past previous stories about dating. Uh, and we have other episodes to our 100th episode. Uh, make sure you go watch that as well. Also, if you want to support the Straight Up Show podcast, uh, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Straight Up Show podcast 318. Patreon.com forward slash Straight Up Show podcast 318. Uh, that is the end of our show. There's only one rule to our show. You got to be 
Straight up. Straight up. All right. See y'all later. I wanted to tell her that I found my spine in her smile, that my chest turns into a ballroom every time my eyes lock in my heart. My heart does dances, my body wishes it could. I wanted to tell her that I found music in her skin and every time we touch, we compose symphonies, how every kiss is a good song to me. I wanted to tell her how jealous I get of every dress that hugs the curves of her body because that's where I'm supposed to be more suitable than any suit hemmed and tailor-made to fit every part of her. But I must say, she really know how to make that dress look good. So imagine this bride-to-be, her and me, parallel hearts in perfect symmetry, yet still lost in our mystery. But that didn't matter to me as long as I was lost in her. But she said, baby, I'm afraid to fall for you because a ring and a groom seem too good to be true. And I told her that a bud doesn't blossom overnight, so I'll be a sunrise show up every morning until something blooms, but she didn't care much for flowers or poetry, only the harmony of hearts, duets over solos, no BGVs, just her and me. She said, baby, swimming in this ocean deep, you'll end up sinking into the sea. Are you willing to drown for me? Willing to brave the tidal waves that this storm brings? But she doesn't know that my love is a holy ground, an anointed ark of sorts. So even if the storm swallows me whole, this sea won't make it Atlantis out of me because you can't Titanic a heart that can walk on water. And if you still want a home, then we can plant a garden right here, a place where you can rest your roots and I will endure every prick and thorn born from this ground because love ain't always easy to hold on to. And, and we all come with our own scars. But even though I can't unpack all the wounds you carry, I can show you all the scars that I've tried to bury, all the pain that tried to bury me. And if loving you means some mornings I must wake to a war zone, then just know that I know what it is to bleed for something worth dying for. If loving you means walking through your mood swings like mine feels, then I'll be a dead man walking. If loving you means staring down the barrel of past failures and falls, then I'll be target practice so you can be bulletproof. And on days when you hate me for no reason, I'll still fight for you. When you neglect the garden we planted, I'll make sure the soil welcomes you back every time your roots will still fit here. And I know you ain't used to consistency, but you can be if you get used to me. What I'm trying to say is there aren't many things I've ever wanted more than you. And I know you're not used to being valued. I know you're still holding on to broken promises you couldn't accept. But I'm trying to hold you like a promise kept. I'm trying to hold you like a wedding ring holds a vow because for once, I want you to know what forever feels like.